0: Red Rocks Church, what's up? Hey, I want to welcome you to week three of our series Freestyle. It is going to be an incredible weekend because I've got one of my compadres with us, one of my best friends on planet Earth. His name's Ryan Leak. He's been with us several times now, and every time he comes, man, you guys have incredible feedback. So we just keep bringing him back. He's here this weekend. He's going to preach an incredible message for week three. He's actually speaking from a book that he recently wrote, and so he also brought some of those with him, so if that's something you're interested in after the service any one of your campuses. You could go out to one of the tables in the lobby and you can purchase one of those. Would you guys do me a favor as we get into week three? This is one of my boys. So would you honor him at every campus when he comes out? Would you give him the most gracious round of Red Rocks applause that we have in us? I love you guys. Welcome again to week three of Freestyle. so kind. I, I want to take a moment just to welcome all of our locations, Arvada, Brussels, across the pond, Evergreen, Lakewood, Littleton, and uh, of course, we make some noise for our God Behind Bars uh, locations? <laughs> uh, always, always so honored. To, uh, to be here at Red Rocks. It is, when I say it's one of my favorite churches in the world, um, I'm not just saying that. Literally, some of my best friends uh, are employed here. That's a plus. And uh, Sean Johnson's wife, Jill, was actually my sixth grade teacher. And so... Uh, I thank her specifically for being here today. If she didn't pass me, I might not be on the stage. If you're a teacher here today and there's that kid that you're just not sure about, he might be preaching at your church in 20 years. Okay, so so just, uh, just love them like crazy. And uh, I'm just so... So, so excited to be here. Honored that uh, Sean and Chad and the whole gang would keep inviting me back. I guess that's a good sign. And so uh, today uh, we are going to continue uh, this series Freestyle. I'm not rapping today, unfortunately, uh, but we will be looking in the Bible and uh, expressing some things that the Lord um, has been putting on my heart as of late. And we're going to be looking in the book of Matthew. If you don't know who Matthew is, and you were dragged here, tricked into being here today at church, uh, Matthew is a, was a guy that was an outsider. He was not a church person. Jesus walked up to him one day and said, follow me. And he just decided to say yes. And it absolutely changed his life. And he tells amazing stories uh, about the life of Jesus. And Jesus um, says this, um, and it's found In the book of Matthew. And it says this. Then Peter came and said to him, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he had begun to settle them, one who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. But since he did not have the means to repay, his Lord commanded him to be sold, along with his wife and children and all that he had, and repayment to be made. So the slave fell to the ground and prostrated himself before him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will repay you everything. Then the Bible says, And the Lord of that slave felt compassion, and released him and forgave him the debt. But that slave went out and found one of his fellow slaves who owed him a hundred denarii, and he seized him and began to choke him. Wow! Saying, Pay back what you owe. So his fellow slave fell to the ground and began to plead with him, saying, Have patience with me and I will repay you. But he was unwilling. And went and threw him in prison. I don't know how slaves throw another slave into prison. We're going to have to dive into that later. Until he should pay back what was owed. So when his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were deeply grieved and came and reported to their Lord all that had happened. Then summoning him, his Lord said to him, you wicked slave. I forgave all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not also have had mercy on your fellow slave in the same way that I had mercy on you. This weekend, I get the honor and privilege of speaking to you on the subject Walmart, windshield wipers, and cell phone chargers. <laughs> Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this wonderful opportunity we have to gather as a community of faith. And Lord, I pray that this weekend you would show us what it looks like to truly let go. In Jesus' name, I pray. Everybody said, um, I want to show you a picture of my father. Uh, my, my dad uh, was a, a pastor for over 50 years. Um, and then when I was in fifth grade, he had a stroke and um, he could no longer drive. And so this is uh, what often would it, life would look like for me. And the number one place my dad wanted to go at all times was Walmart. Okay. My dad loves him some Walmart. Um, uh, one time, I surprised my parents. They live in Atlanta, Georgia, and I, I just I just walked through the door. My mom said, "Ryan, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're here." My dad sees me and he goes, "Can we go to Walmart?" <laughs> I'm like, "Man, I get it. Man, you can't drive, and, and Walmart's therapeutic for him." Now, what you got to understand is uh, my dad happened when he was 50 years old. My parents. Oh, now I ain't got no problem with old people at all, but my parents, th- I get issues because they got technology issues. Okay, if you ever try and FaceTime with somebody over the age of seventy and you're staring at the ceiling the whole time, it could be a frustrating deal. My parents thought I worked for AT and T, Direct TV, Best Buy, Sprint, T-Mobile. It's like they would call me with all of these technology questions, and my patience is just really, really thin. One time, my mom called me. She said, "Ryan." I know you're in a meeting, but I just really need your help. I said, Mom, what is it? She said, I need a Jamal. I said, Mom, I don't know what a Jamal is. She goes, Brian, you're like a tech guru. You know, like, I, I, I need a Jamal, and I heard that you were the person that could help me. I go, Mom, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm at work. I have a job. I can't help you with the Jamal. I, I don't even know what it is. She said, your sister told me that I need to get rid of my AOL email, and I need... I said, mom, are you, do you mean Gmail? She said, that's it. I said, oh, so Jamal is Gmail for black people. I get it. I get it. If you need to get a hold of me, my email is ryanleake at jamal.com, okay? Now, like my parents old, okay? Like I'm trying to help you understand what it's like just in my home, okay? So when we get to Walmart, the two of us, I, I pull up and I pull up right to the door they go, why aren't you gonna park? I'm like, this is a sign that says y'all cannot take all day at Walmart, okay? I need this to be a quick trip, okay? So I'm gonna stay here with the hazards on so y'all can go in, get what you need, and come back out. 45 minutes later, my mom walks out of Walmart with some laundry detergent and some cocoa butter. I said, Mama, I, what? You can't, it took you 45 minutes to get two items? By the way, where's dad? <laughs> I don't know. I lost. You lost daddy 6'3". How did you lose him? I said, Mom, stay right here. I'm going to go get dad. I'm walking up and down Walmart. I'm like, listen, this man's cart better be full. It better have a TV, a dresser. A t- I mean, it better, it better be full of stuff. I found my dad on the tile aisle, and the only thing in his cart was a two liter ginger ale and a Snickers bar. I said, I'm about to blow this place up, okay? I said, what are you doing? We have been here for an hour and a half. He said, I'm looking for your mother. I said, I'm gonna kill somebody. I'm gonna kill somebody. I said let's go I don't want to be here all day okay I don't work here all right like like let's go so we get outside and you know the rest of the story my mother was either kidnapped <laughs> or stole my rental car when I specifically told her don't go nowhere my dad pulls out his Snickers bar he's like where's your mother I'm like listen <laughs> I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not messing with you two today, okay? I've been here three hours, okay? And, and you're driving me crazy. My mom pulled back up. I said, Mom, where'd you go? She said, I got thirsty. So I went to the gas station and got something to drink. I turned back around. I said, Mom, we at Walmart. We got more drinks here than anywhere else. Like, why did you need to go? Whenever you see in the Bible, Jesus used the words, The kingdom of heaven is like what he's trying to get you to understand is he wants you to feel what his father in his house is like. And Jesus paints a picture for Peter where he's going, hey, here's the deal. Here's what it's like in my house. We let go of debt. We we, we don't hold on to, to unforgiveness. We just decide to just let things go. Peter goes, okay, like, so I should, for, I should forgive somebody who has sinned against me seven times? Rabbis uh, discussed this in great lengths, and they would say that the, the most you should forgive somebody would be three times. Peter thinks, ah, seven is the number of perfection. Jesus loves the number seven. I, I, I'm going to get some points with the teacher. Hey, uh, should, I, uh, should I forgive uh, somebody who sins against me? Like, <laughs> seven times? Jesus like, nah, you need a little bit more than that. 70 times 7. What Peter really would want to say is, well, who's counting to 490? He's like, you wouldn't do that, right? You, by the time you get to, to 273, you would just go, you know what, let's just forget it. Jesus going, yeah, that's the point. Um, scholars also would tell us that 10,000 talents the story that Jesus told about a man that owed a debt to his Lord um, today it would be worth anywhere between 12 million and a billion dollars in other words it was an unrepayable debt that he was simply saying in my father's house in our kingdom here's what it's like we just kind of let it go like like the, the greatest we just let it go in week three of this series, in the spirit of the theme of the year for Red Rocks Church, of freedom, of really living free. What I want to encourage each and every person to do this summer is to let go of past hurts, because all of us have been hurt on some form or another. Sometimes it's something somebody did. They cheated. They divorced us. They divorced our parents. They They did something to us. Sometimes it's something somebody said. Maybe it was a racial slur, a sexist remark. Maybe they unfollowed you on social media. All of us find ourselves in a boat at some point or another where there is an offense that exists and all of a sudden it puts distance between us and the people we love the most. And what I would hate for you it's for you to grow up and be in your 50s and 60s still responding to something somebody said two decades ago. Some of you listening and watching this message right now are living your life in response to something somebody said in the 90s. And here we are in 2018 and you're still trying to prove something to somebody you don't even talk to anymore. As if they're watching um, I was uh, in the airport about a month ago, and uh, to, to continue this series, you have to tell an airport story. So, Sean, uh, good luck next week, man. You better have a really great airport story. And, um uh, I was in the airport, and uh, when I'm in the airport, I kind of like to just be in chill mode, uh, bring in a book, and, and just kind of keep to myself. And, and I had on a, like an NBA sweatshirt, and I'm 6'3", so some people think I'm in the NBA, and I like getting the question just to be like, nah, nah, not right now. I'm kind of into some other things. Um, <laughs> but i appreciate the compliment. Like, like i just i play it off real smooth and uh, so there was this guy he sees me he goes hey do you do you play for the nuggets i said i said no it's a golden state warriors um sweatshirt um and and the, the logo looks the same but this is a championship logo and the other one's just you know <laughs> too soon my bad my bad um so this guy right at the airport um he, he starts talking to me. And you know how, like, you got to send signals to people to leave you alone without saying leave me alone? I just opened my book, just looked at him, just like, you good, bro? I'm on page 58. Appreciate you, doc. And so, and, and he just continues to ask me some questions. And I realized he, he wasn't going to stop talking. And so I just said, Ryan, why don't you just, you know, engage a human? That'd be great. And so I, um, I go, so, hey, man, uh, he goes, so where, where are you going? I said, I'm, um, I'm going, to, I'm going to Houston, man. Where are you going? And he said, oh, well, I, I live in Houston, too. I said, where are you coming from? He said, um, I, just, I, I just did a fitness competition in Ohio. I said, dude, that's awesome. Speaking of which, you're kind of ripped, bro. That's awesome. Like, you won? He goes, yeah. And, and, and he starts crying in the terminal. And he starts telling me about this competition that he was in. And he said, I'm sorry to throw all of this on you. I just won, and I-, I just don't have anyone to celebrate with. And I said, you know what? You're another human. I'm a human, and I just, let's just celebrate you, man. Dude, we won, all right? This is great. <laughs> I'm going to start telling my friend, hey, my friend's winning fitness competition. His name is Mark, okay, lives in Houston, and he'll beat you down any day, okay? Like, it's going to be awesome. But I started to ask him about his journey of how he got where he is. And he said, man, I was picked on in middle school. And here you are, late in your 20s, still trying to defend yourself, except you're not even in the lunchroom anymore. What would life look like for my friend in the terminal if if he just learned to let it go? It's one thing to be in incredible shape. It's another thing to be a slave to it for the wrong reason. And I said, man, I just, while you look great on the outside, Something else tells me that something else on the inside of your soul is just too heavy. And God's plan for your life is to live free, to live like. So there are three things that I want to talk to you about this weekend that I believe are going to help us live in complete freedom. There are three things that I want to talk to you about this weekend that I believe are going to help you begin the journey of letting go of past hurts. Number one. You have to recognize your own need for forgiveness. You have to recognize your own need for forgiveness because what we all know about each other is that hurt people also have hurt people. And there is something about us that when we are offended, when somebody has done something to us, that we are the only victims in the story that we're the only ones, but we have to remember this is the foundation of letting go of pain is, is knowing that you have caused it for other people. You have, and, and, and this is what, I love this verse and it's found in Romans, it says, for while we were still weak at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly, for one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. When you break down this verse, it it can be explained this way. Um, Not just while we were still sinners, but while we were still sinners and enjoying our sin, he died for us. In other words, in our worst, Christ decided to choose us, not while we're in church singing songs, Not while on our best day, but on our worst day, he decided to die for us anyways. For you to operate with forgiveness towards others, you first have to embrace forgiveness from God. Knowing that he let it go, he decided to wipe the slate clean on your worst day. If we were to display every thought that you've had in the last year on the screen right now, trust me. There is nobody. Listen, no one in this room would be married still. None of us would have friends anymore Like, I'll be, because you are worse. That worse is something Christ decided to take, give his life for. To say, you know what, I, I'm going I'm to die for these people, not because they're righteous, but because they're, they're in the midst of their own darkness and they've caused so much pain to themselves and one another. And I'm just going to decide to die for them and pay for their sins anyway. That's the foundation of what we're doing. We're going, you know what? Um, We cannot get in the game of comparing our sins to other people's sins. The things that we've said and go, well, mine isn't as bad and mine isn't as... Because Christ isn't doing that with you. Christ just decided to die for all of it. An unpayable debt that you owed, he decided to pay anyways. Part of receiving... God's forgiveness, for some of us, is actually forgiving ourselves. Some of you have done wrong to other people, and they hold it against you, and therefore you hold it against yourself. And then therefore it's actually holding you back from the actual dreams and visions God's given you for your own life. You have to begin to go, I received the forgiveness of God, and I'm not going to wait to move on with my life for them to forgive me. I'm sorry, Lord, would you give me the grace to move on. The second thing that, that, that you have to see um, is you, I want you to extend the same grace that has been extended to you. Extend the same grace that has been extended to you. And, and, and again, the, the reason that you've decided to let go of something somebody said, something somebody did, isn't that it's a magic pill, but it's a journey. It's the beginning of going, you know what, I'm I'm going to be a person that just goes, you know what, I realize that what you did really, really hurt me, but I've really hurt people too. And so you know what, what I would want is a lot of grace for a flawed human being, and therefore I need to extend it myself. Forgiven people have a responsibility to forgive. The only reason I'm letting it go isn't because I'm a nice guy. I'm letting it go because somebody else let it go for me. Your greatest opportunity to be like Jesus is when somebody has offended you. Everyone's like, I want to be like Jesus, but they don't want anything bad to happen to them. Your greatest opportunity to be like Jesus is when someone has offended you. Jesus said some crazy things about this. Did you know Jesus in the Bible in red said, pray, pray for your enemies. What? Jesus, I barely pray for people I like. (laughs) What you mean? Pray for him? Her? You must be crazy. You, you, wait, wait, whoa. You mean this, 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 this dude that get on my nerves every single day, always got something smart to say. You want me to add him to my prayer list? Yes, because I added you to a list you didn't belong on. I added you to a list that you didn't deserve to be on. You got VIP when you were not that. And I made you that. So, yes, pray for them. You know what else I found? Um, When you pray for people you don't like, it's hard not to start loving them. Because you're going, God, would you help this person not get on my nerves so much, Lord? They need you. They need you bad, Lord what will begin to happen is God will begin to give you his heart for that person and all of a sudden you, you start finding yourself loving your enemies and all of a sudden they don't really look like an enemy as much anymore the third thing um, that and, um, and, and the worship team can make their way up is uh, this is a this is a, a lifestyle that I think we all can adopt decide to forgive people before they hurt you before um and here's why um colossians uh three says this it says make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone anyone means everybody uh who offends you remember the lord forgave you so you must forgive others in other words paul is encouraging a church to just say hey um Keep an allowance of grace in your back pocket for other people. In other words, expect people to do stupid stuff all the time. (laughs) Expect people to say something smart to you. Expect somebody to get on your... Just just expect flawed human beings to be flawed human beings. And decide how you're going to handle the situation before it happens. Just live your life with an allowance of grace. Here's the deal. My house... Um, My wife knows I'm going to do something stupid this week. She knows. It's it's a given. It's going to happen. Okay, like something's going to happen. But if we decide in the moment how we're going to respond, it's too late to be the person you actually want to be. Because you will fall prey to your emotions and how you feel in the moment. But if you've already decided that you're going to forgive them for forgetting to take out the trash, when they forget to take out the trash, you're going to be like, Colossians 3, I see you, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Lucky for you, I read Colossians today. Lucky for you. Um, my wife is um, 100% amazing, 98% perfect. Let me tell you about the 2% real fast. Um, <laughs> I have cleared this story with her. Don't, don't tweet her, nothing like that. She knows, she's watching a lot, of, hey, bae. Um, my wife my biggest pet peeve and I'm just like Lord I'll be praying for her on this all the time I'm like Lord she needs you right now um my wife I don't know why she does this but she loves to move cell phone chargers (laughs) specifically my cell phone chargers. like when I go to bed I just want to like lay down and charge my phone for the next day but sometimes I get there I'm like hey wh- where's my cell phone charger I don't know I moved it I'm, are we gonna go get it are we gonna like like what's our mode right now like you don't look very like active on trying to find my cell phone charger like you want my phone to die but you're gonna try and call me and I'm gonna be like well if I knew where my cell phone charger was this wouldn't be an issue it's like a weekly thing like people be like man what are you in a man to fight about I'm like hey man don't you say about my business all right cell phone charges all right I was talking to uh, another friend of mine and I said man man to keep moving my cell phone charges man he's like well why don't you just buy some more I said that's why I don't like you man so before I came on this trip Man, I went up to Best Buy and just got a couple of cell phone chargers. Say, girl, I love you. All right? I'll see you when I get back from Denver. All right? I said, hey man, if me, if me and a man to have tension over cell phone chargers, what do you guys have tension over? I was talking to him about his marriage. He goes, you know, my wife, she, she gets frustrated that I have enough discipline to go to the gym, but not enough discipline to change the windshield wipers. I said, man, that's a good call. I mean, she kind of got a point. I mean, if you <laughs> you could change windshield wipers. Isn't it amazing how there's so many small things that can create separation between us and the people that we love? Mm -hmm. And when you actually have to talk about it out loud, you realize how some of the stuff is really silly. And, you know, um, my dad passed um, a couple years ago. Um, Chad was gracious enough to fly to Chicago and actually do uh, the memorial service. Um as frustrating as it was with my parents taking them to Walmart do you know how much money I would pay right now to hear the words from my father want to go to Walmart and if it happened today I would have parked and I would have gone in and I would have said dad get whatever you want take your time I'll walk with you tomorrow's not promised everybody Tomorrow's not promised. And in and, and the grand scheme of it all, I hope that Walmart windshield wipers and cell phone chargers are not some of the things that we're going to talk about when the people we love the most are gone. So why should they keep put distance between us? Now, I want to encourage you this weekend to forgive the people who, who've hurt you. And some of us have forgiveness prerequisites. I'll forgive them when they apologize. I'll forgive them when they start to notice me. I'll forgive them when they start to appreciate me. I'll forgive them once he says sorry for what he did to my mom. I'll I'll forgive them when, if there is a better version of yourself that you envision being if they do what you want them to do and once they apologize my only question for you is this why wait why wait to be that person that person that you envision walks around life pretty free walks around life pretty light and, and aren't as offended by so many things and and if, if that's who you envision being once they do what you want them to do i hope you know this weekend you have a choice to just decide to start a journey that says you know what what you did really hurt me but i refuse to stay hurt to me that's what it means to be unoffendable doesn't mean you never get offended it just means you don't stay offended it means you 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 take the blow in the moment and then you but you you don't stay in that moment you don't rehearse what they said in your mind over and over again you don't play it like a record and you don't make other people pay for what somebody else did sometimes i sit down with a married couple and I, i just go all right so tell me what's going on with you guys and they'll tell me about their fight and And every now and then I'll just, I'll just ask them, uh, um, I know you're pretty upset at him and and what he did was wrong. Um, He forgot to do the dishes and he should have done the dishes. But the way you're responding is you act like he came in and broke the dishes. So who are you really mad at? Because you shouldn't make him pay for what somebody else did. To me, that's what it means to be unoffendable, is to be able to recognize when you're being triggered by something that actually isn't happening in the moment, and you're able to go, what you did was wrong, but I'm not going to take out on you some past hurts. I'm gonna actually deal with those on a separate day, but hey, here's like, if if what you did was a three on a scale of wrong, on a scale of one to 10, it was a three, all right, I'm not gonna treat it like it's an eight. I'm gonna treat it for what it really is. Hey, I communicate that it hurt me and it wasn't cool, but you know what? I've decided to forgive you before you did it. But I refuse to be a person that makes other people pay for what somebody else did. It's not fair for the people that you love the most that you don't want to continue hurting. Can you imagine if we all just decided to be people that let it go? you know what I I think is great and I I love that this church brings up this subject a lot because some churches shy away from it I think every person should be in counseling some people are like man no counseling is for crazy people guess what we all crazy and and so you sit with somebody that can help you and you say hey will you process some of my pain with me because I'm tired of vomiting on the other people around me I'm tired of hurting other people around me because I'm responding to what my dad didn't do. And I encourage you this weekend forgive them. Forgive your dad. Forgive your mom. Forgive that teacher. Forgive that coach. Forgive the police. Forgive the president. Forgive the pastor, the last pastor there. Forgive that small group leader. Forgive. The government, forgive your boss. Forgive that uncle. Just decide to be a person that says, today I'm starting a journey where I'm going to live my life free. It is for freedom that Christ set us free. And I would hate to miss out on that life, holding on to pain from the past every head bowed and every eye closed at every location Um, i want to give each and every person the opportunity to receive the forgiveness of god you might be here today and you say to yourself ryan if you knew the mess that i made if you knew the amount of people i've hurt if you if you could see the mess that my life is you wouldn't know what to do with it let me tell you who can do something amazing with it his name is jesus he specializes in helping people with their mess. And I, uh, I think this weekend would be no better time to start your summer off by surrendering your life to Christ. If, uh, if that's you today, you say, man, I, I, I want to give my life to Christ. I want to receive his forgiveness for the mistakes that I've made. Uh, with no one looking around at, at every location, would you just slip up a hand and just say, hey, yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's me. I see your hand. That's awesome. Is there anybody else? I see those hands over there. That's awesome. That's awesome. Is there anybody else? Is there anybody else? Hey, can we all as a as a Red Rocks Church family, can we all pray this prayer together? Say, Jesus, thank you for dying on a cross for my sins. I ask now that you would give me a fresh start in you. I surrender my path my future and my present to you in Jesus name we pray amen amen come on can we make some noise for each and every person at every location that surrendered their life to Christ come on why don't you stand to your feet if you made that decision today it is literally the best decision you have ever made in your entire life and you are in for the ride of your life this summer and I believe God is going to use you mightily and um, uh, your uh, campus pastor or campus host will give you more instructions as to what to do if you made that decision uh, at the end of service. Um, But for for now, um, as we all get to um, go into uh, singing some songs to our God, um, I pray that in these next few moments, um, if there is a person in your life that you need to forgive before you worship, Before you sing songs, I pray that in this moment you would begin to go. It's time to let go. And maybe the Lord will put somebody in your mind, somebody on your heart that you need to ask for forgiveness from. Maybe somebody that you've hurt. And maybe this weekend would be a great time to call them. Maybe after service, maybe on Monday, where you just say, hey, I'm sorry. And it's taken me a while to admit it. But I would just hate for distance to continue to come between you and the people you love the most because what I know about each and every one of you is that God has designed the community of people around you that are supposed to help you accomplish His will and you're supposed to help them and to have unresolved tension. Man, it's just going to hold the whole group back. Can you imagine if we all searched our hearts and just said, and let's forgive the people in our world that have hurt us. Father, I thank you for this amazing church. I pray, God, um, that you would give us the courage to start the journey of letting go of some past hurts. I know that at each location, and for every person that's watching this message, that they've been through some things. Some bad things have happened to some really good people. Um, But Lord, I pray that we would learn to extend the same grace that has been extended to us. In Jesus' name, I pray. Everybody said, amen.